Hi everyone, this is Klaatu. I'm at Ohio Linux Fest, and I'm standing here talking with some guy from SourceForge. Uh, what is your name, anyway? My name's Chris Everest. Hey, Chris. So, um, you came with SourceForge today. Uh, what do you do for SourceForge? Uh, I work with SourceForge Site Operations. Um, uh, so, so the team that I work with uh, maintains all the infrastructure and handles all the uh, production deployments for sourceforge.net slash dot dot org. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, some other smaller sites uh, yeah. like geek.net, which is our parent corporation. What about uh, Freshmeet? Is that a SourceForge Freshmeet right? is also yeah. uh, affiliated with geek.net. Okay. And um, we also do... Uh, we maintain the infrastructure for freshmeat.org.net. Gosh, it's so bad I don't remember that. <laughs> one of those things I said is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, one of those takes you to a bogus domain. One of them oh, is okay, correct. Oh, okay, okay. All right, one of those. Um, that's cool. I think probably a lot of the listeners of Hacker Public Radio are going to kind of know SourceForge already, but in case there are people who don't, what what exactly is SourceForge.net? Uh, SourceForge is an outlet for open source developers, open source projects. We provide any service that you could possibly want to maintain an open source project. Source code management and all the variety of source code management softwares you could think of. Project web space, um, database hosting, forums, ticketing, anything, I could go on and on, but anything you would need to maintain project management for a group of distributed people. So actually, I, I didn't even know that. So if you've got like a, a software project that you're working on, you decide you need a place for that code to live so that you know people can download it and work on it or whatever, then you can actually have like a bug tracker, and that's already kind of a part of SourceForge? Correct. Oh, Correct. that's nice. And uh, right now we are um, rebuilding the SourceForge interface to provide those types of one-off services like bug tracker, forums, things like that to redesign them and make them easier to use. Okay. So I'm going to latch on to bug tracking sure. because that's kind of like the thing that I know about, mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas like a lot of that other stuff I don't. But for instance, so this SourceForge bug tracker is a SourceForge bug tracker. It's not like Bugzilla or uh, Mantis or something. You know, it's like its own little bug tracking system. Correct. Okay. Uh, we... We previously, in fact, we still do uh, support a Mantis instance if you are tied to Mantis and love Mantis. Uh, uh, but we are, we are also are building an integrated tracker that is more tightly integrated with any of the source card management that you might choose to use. Okay. So, um, or the wiki, say, that you choose to use. Oh, nice. Okay. Where um, our bug tracker can use sort of um, uh, certain macros that would tie into, say, a wiki page or a source code revision or a user or a project admin. So it makes it easier to input text and tie into your project uh, services that are already existing. Okay, very cool. Um, Now, the... um the, the way that you get code to and from SourceForge, I would imagine, I, off the top of my head, I would guess SVN, but do you guys do other stuff like Git and Mercurial yes, or whatever? we do. I want to say we do every source code management that is almost mainstream. Uh, Bazaar, Mercurial, Git, Subversion. Uh, we still do CVS, which is an old system, but uh, we do have a lot of people who really like using it, yeah, and we plan on maintaining it into okay. the future. Um, it, coincidentally, we're, we're uh, rewriting our CVS service infrastructure uh, over the next probably quarter, 
to make it more robust in the future so that we can support it longer. Okay. Uh, I think I hit all of the source code repositories that we support. Right. Okay. Well, one thing, I mean, I it's funny because I knew about SourceForge like way back in the day before I even knew what SourceForge was because I'm a multimedia kind of guy and I downloaded Audacity and of course it's hosted on SourceForge. Right. So it's just like I've always known that name, never really understood what it was. But that's the cool thing about SourceForge to me is that it's really friendly to even like the newbiest of noobs. You know, I mean, yes. they're a Mac user, they're a Windows user. They go to SourceForge. I think I want to say it auto detects their OS now and kind of suggests, yes. hey, you should be looking at this category. Or you know, if you search for something, it shows you the stuff that's applicable to your OS. Right. And that's also dependent on um, the projects knowing how to navigate our system because. Okay. Say you uh, submit a new release of Audacity and you're an Audacity project administrator or developer, uh, you can say, I've got three new releases, one's for Mac, one's for Windows, one's for Linux, and then our system will supply that release that they specified. So, oh, okay. So it's... Um, we. That's you know another service that we offer to projects to make their lives easier and to get their software to users better. Okay. So this is kind of a silly question but I mean how let's say that I do have a software project I do want to start hosting it on SourceForge like what's the do I have to get it approved or do I just like sign up or what's the process There's no approval process Okay uh, you create a user account um, okay. and you create a project um, and you create a tool in your new project to say start up a new git repository Right and uh, as soon as that Git repository is created, it will provide you URLs that right. are associated with your project. Okay. Um, you can even create uh, source code repositories for your user instance, so you don't even have to create a project anymore. So um, say you created user ID Clatu, you could have a Clatu Git repository. Oh, uh, nice. That would be you know, okay. clatu.git.sourceforge.net. Okay. Um, I'm paraphrasing that URL, but right, right, you get yeah. the idea. Yeah, okay. And that could, I mean, so if I just have some, I don't know, really handy shell scripts that I came up with that I just never want to part with or something, I could right. sort of like have that associated with my uh, username. Exactly. Okay, I get it. That's really cool. Um, is there anything particularly unique, although I've actually heard a couple of things that I can think of off the top of my head, but from your perspective, is there anything particularly unique about SourceForge over... For instance, I mean, you know, like, there's a lot of those hosting sites out there, like Launchpad and um, Gatorius, GitHub, things like that. You right. know, like, what, uh, is there anything... The the main uh, the main differentiator for SourceForge is our download and distribution network. When you go to, say, you know, download Audacity, so to speak... Yeah. Um, in the in the background, the, the stuff that you don't see is we maintain uh, you know a global list of mirrors, and we distribute all those releases all over the world yeah. um, as soon as we can. As soon as you upload something, we send it out to as many mirrors as possible. So, say a user in Korea wants to download software, they don't have to you know wait an hour to get it from a Chicago mirror gotcha. or um, something like that, and. A lot of these other, um, you know, source code hosting websites, maybe they just package up a revision of the latest revision of Git and offer a tarball. Yeah. Um, whereas, we'll we'll distribute the full binaries, um, and we also support all the command line tools for downloads too, like wget or nice. uh, curl stuff like that. Okay. So, which is really handy for 
you know, system administrators were yeah, in there in their shell. Yeah, to the updates and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, in fact, we just recently worked with a project who was um, who, who was uh, hosting Yum repositories, and we moved that into our download mirror network. So oh, wow. we were able to set up their all their Yum packaging. Yeah. For their custom Linux OS nice. through the global distribution network. Okay. Um, and I. I've, so it's we actually have another, pretty flexible. Yeah, it's really yeah. flexible. Right. And we have another project that's uh, distributing Ubuntu apt repos. Through, okay. And we're, we need to work with them to set that up on the mirror network. So we, we try really hard to work as well as we can with the projects because we know it, it makes them successful. What What's your background? Like, personally, how did you get into this uh, racket? Um, well, my background is essentially Linux. Um you know, I went to school for software programming, oh, okay. but um, I picked up a Linux box and I don't know, Red Hat 7 or something, yeah. and I just fell in love with it, and, uh, you know, I, I kind of did, uh, I did, you know, your random desktop IT support, like, straight out of uh, school, and just I just kept hammering away at Linux, knowing that that's what I wanted to do, and, yeah. and luckily, uh, you know, the the industry sort of turning around and starting to use Linux yeah. enterprise-wide, and uh, I just, you know, SourceForge had a job opening, and nice. we were a good fit because uh, I'm such a Linux geek. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. So. All right. Um, I don't think I have any other questions. If there's anything that you think I've missed, though, feel free to chime in. Um, no, uh, the only thing I want to say is... Uh, if you're interested or if you have any more questions or any of your listeners do, just uh, hit us up on um, the SourceForge channel and IRC. Okay, cool. We usually have people there during, uh, you know, North American working hours. Yeah. And uh, we also have an email, SFNet support, uh, that, uh, you know, we answer questions through there. S- sorry, SFNet support at uh, SourceForge.com. Okay. Cool. I hope that email address is right. <laughs> well, we'll all find <laughs> out together. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. Thanks for the info. Thanks for talking to me. No problem. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike, 3.0 license.